0: Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Cyberpunks, welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. It is Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern here at twitch.tv/slash robots radio. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am back with you. And my wonderful co-host, Captain Logan, the most dangerous skelly pirate of the sea. What's up, Captain Logan? Are you really? I've, I've seen you in game. You're a skeleton in game. Are you really a skeleton? Are you just wearing like a skin suit right now?
1: I, I believe in or not. I am actually a skeleton. Uh, this is all a facade. This is all just a very, very pretty facade that I wear for the moment. Uh, and then deep well, down. Well, pretty is relative. subjective relative very much subjective yes <laughs> two cats <laughs> horrible looking horrible i'm ugly you cats don't to my like my wife you? beautiful oh to my mother beautiful oh well there you go most other women terrible just like cats. Most
0: other so women. Well, you don't have to things, worry things, about being tempted, you know, by other women. So there you go. You, you have no,
1: the perfect do, life. No, I do get, no, you do get tempted by other women. It's just, I don't have to worry about that because I'm hideous. Right. That's what I'm saying. So they won't, they won't ever, are. yeah, they, they're not going to follow up and I've left my glasses in the other room. What the heck am I even that's doing true. with my life? I am just this a the mess. Problem. You're always, you're always blind half the time. So right now I should look way better than I actually do. You look like a you can me in full fidelity. Yeah, like, yeah it just it looks like the,
0: somebody the, smeared butter all over your face. That's all I all I see right now.
1: Well, no, that that is actually the case. I have actually oh, okay. butter on my face right now. Oh. I was going to go lay out in the sun because I heard that was a good way to get a tan from Seinfeld, Ooh. but I'll I'll get to that later.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure <laughs> I'm, doing our, good though. I'm sure our audience <laughs> will be much more interested in the uh, news oh, that we have geez. for Cyberpunk and wrapping up our conversation about Carrie Eurodyne. Uh, but audience, especially live audience here on Twitch, if you want to hear more about skin suits and using butter to be in the sun, then let us know. Uh, we can always, you know, make a second podcast about things like that. No, we can't. that's not what anchor is for (laughs) okay maybe we're not gonna do that so welcome back um we've got some news we're gonna do the first half of the show will be some news because there's some really interesting news out there Mm, some of it good some of it bad and some of it uh interesting from the like mm, wow this is information that we did not know and now now we know so Uh, yeah, we're gonna hit that stuff first. And then on the second half, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Carrie's story in the game because on the Carrie Eurodyne episode, we kind of did his background and a little bit about what, what we learned about him in, in 2077, but we're going to get through details about the storyline and those kinds of things. So if that's something that's a spoiler, then you might want to skip the second half of the episode, but stay, stay tuned for all of it. If you've already played that stuff or if you don't worry about spoilers. So, Logan, why don't we kick this off? i think I think the good news for the week, or at least the uh, more likely positive news for the week, is that cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has a new game director. There was a yeah uh, yeah, yeah this uh <laughs> the news comes from in fact I'm pulling info from it, obviously there was a press release that went out but lots of different sources are reporting on this screenrant.com has an article here that says Cyberpunk 2077 gets new director to oversee game's updates uh it's gotten a new brand new director to help oversee a road to recovery for the game on top of developing new expansions so this is a lot to put on your shoulders. I mean, obviously we've we've been talking for months now about the quality of this game and how this is working and or not working and what might be coming down the line. But this uh new director, his name is um do, 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 Gabriel Amantangelo. Amantang Amant, Amant
1: I'm, on, I'm so bad with names. Close guys. enough. I think, that, I think that was good enough.
0: Yes, yes. So the behind-the-scenes shake-up for Cyberpunk 2077 comes after the departure of the former Quest director, Matusz Tomaszkiewicz. That was better, right? <laughs> Tomaskiewicz. <laughs> it will be replaced by Gabriel a Amatangelo. Am- I am so bad at this, guys.
1: So, This, yeah. is, this is funny. What do you think yeah, about all that? I, I, I think it's interesting because um, this isn't one of those situations where the current director was like fired like Adam uh, Badowski, who was the original or the former director, is now going to be overseeing other stuff within CDPR. And that that includes the development of multiple games. So we know that they're planning on working on a new Witcher. They still have the uh, next gen versions of Witcher three as well. Cyberpunk that they're going to be working on. They're still having Gwent. So Adam Bukowski uh, is still with the company. He's still working on it. Having a new game director, though, I can see as good as good and bad. The good news is is that they're going to have someone who is ready to take on a challenge and who's ready to to jump in and try and take what cyberpunk is and get it to the state where everyone's really happy with it. Uh, And and having someone fresh in that in that position shows that they are they're still committed to developing for the game. They still plan on making plenty of content. And fixing uh, the biggest concerns, bringing in that quality life changes that a lot of people are hoping for. So it's nice that, you know, this is not one of those situations where uh, people start leaving the the actual team and just no none of those roles get replaced. So having a name to. The Having a new director, a new name to to look and watch after, hopefully we'll start getting a little more of an introduction from them or at least maybe a a heads up on what they plan on doing with the game, where they plan on taking it, like Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, Maybe they're looking, they're taking a fresh look at what the community is asking for and working that into the roadmap, as opposed to someone who's been working on the game tirelessly over the last, you know, what is it close to 10 years at this point, nine years, uh, according to copyright information. So they, they, you know, having Adam out and having uh, Gabriel in shows that it's, it's nice to, to see that they're kind of shifting up some of the responsibilities to maybe get someone who needs to look at the game from a fresh fresh perspective in there and not just someone who's been looking at the same game for the whole time.
0: Yeah. Uh, usually in corporate situations, a switch out like this means a significant shift in ideology. The person who is going to be uh, taking on something like game director is the person who sets the goals and the expectations across the board for the game. So, uh, Sometimes this stuff is done for visibility reasons to make it a very clear departure from what has ha- happened before. Uh, sometimes these things are done because the previous person wouldn't be capable to take the game in a diff- different direction because their their goals for the game were not necessarily where they're going now, and they don't think that that person's going to be able to take it in the new direction that they want to go. Yeah, you know, maybe this new person has a better vision for the things that the company as a whole wants to get behind. So. It could be, this could be great news. I mean, this could be, I mean, it's not unexpected. This is a big undertaking to move this stuff out and, you know, move somebody as foundational from this perspective and and put them to the side and then move somebody else into here. It's it's like when a movie switches directors, we're going to see a significant different outcome than we would from the original game director. So. It's interesting. Um, I I hope this this means some good things. Uh, I don't know what this means for current patches and content and things like that. There was some news that the next patch that's going to come out is going to be a smaller patch again with some more bug fixes and quality improvements and things like that. That they are still focusing on trying to get everything as good as possible for the next-gen versions of the game. That that is a big focus for them still. And they are still working on the DLC and, and things like that. There was some other news that the uh the amount of money that cdpr made from the game in the first quarter was Mm. significantly below expectations uh for all the news about the game launching and all the money they made when the game launched obviously the bad publicity has taken its toll for this for the next quarter so i'm sure there are going to be changes based on that as well
1: yeah not to mention it's still not on the playstation store digitally right which I think it's really funny because I was actually so I finally got I finally got my other vaccination so I, I'm actually safe to go out now Yay! And yeah I'm really it was it's been it's been crazy going to stores that I haven't been to in over a year yeah um, my wife and I got to go to a restaurant to...
0: recently because uh, my, nice. our son can't get a vaccination yet so we're still being careful with that Aww. but he was visiting his grandparents for his his birthday uh, he got to go hang out with them mm-hmm. for, for a week and um, so we went out and went, sat at restaurants together Cause we're both vaccinated nice.
1: and we were just like,
0: this is so weird. We're in a restaurant. This is crazy.
1: <laughs> it felt great. It feels yeah. great. Yeah. My wife and I did a, a date night last night and, and had had a nice moment out, but uh, we decided to go to a target cause I was like, I haven't window shopped in forever. Yeah. So I wanted to go to a target. I just wanted to go into a store and stare at stuff that I wasn't going to buy and just, <laughs> you know, get an idea of what the stock is. You tempt yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. So at the at the target, I was looking around at the different games that they had and sure enough, like stashed, like they didn't even have a front facing cover on the shelf. Like they had the label and then they had a whole bunch of backstock, but in that, in that row of like uh, game lines, there was a whole bunch of, of like uh, stickers with little poster things or like there's special edition versions of cyberpunk all just lined up for the PS4 back behind this non displayed thing for like 60 bucks. And I was like, God, if it wasn't 60 bucks, I would totally pick up one of these <laughs> right now just to hold on to because of the of the 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 stuff that's been going on with the PS4 version and it's so insane and I still want to try it on my PS4 too because I just have the slim. I don't have a pro. Yeah. So I'm I'm still really curious to see how it plays on there. I know how it plays on the on the refresh consoles. I know how it plays on the next gen consoles. I know how it plays on my PC. Yeah. I still haven't seen what it plays like on a on a base PS4. But to get back to the uh to the, the topic that you brought up yeah with the with the earnings reports them announcing that they significantly uh saw a drop in what they expected yeah when you when you cut out 110 million uh possible purchases through a digital store and people are are staying inside because of covid and they can't go out and buy a physical copy Mm -hmm. you're totally going to lose some money on that including the bad press so oh
0: yeah uh, and the and the negative uh feedback about that even anybody who would have ordered a physical Mm -hmm. copy online is going to second guess doing that if they've heard the news and i mean how did you if you are online if you've been online since this game launched how did you not see the news you know
1: like oh yeah it was everywhere it's it's everywhere and and the advertising dropped real quick after that after Mm -hmm. day one like Mm -hmm. i didn't see any advertising for cyberpunk i and and had this game come out and been the 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 quote unquote banger that it could have been uh you know we probably would have seen advertising over the next year you know just constantly like oh yeah fed in but you know, you're not going to advertise something if you can't sell it through a digital store. So yeah, it's also June. Like, think about this. It's
0: June. It is six months after release. It is June. If they had not spent the last six months trying to fix the bugs, then we would be potentially be looking at a first DLC drop by
1: now. Yeah. But not to mention, uh, it makes me wonder and in tom i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you this what your thoughts are okay all right back in june of 2020 it was around the around the 20th the 22nd i think we got our first night city wire holly's back in the game she's still out there and she's Mm -hmm. still technically the uh the the english promotion uh social media for cyberpunk do you think we're going to get a a night city wire that gives us an update with the next patch that kind of dives into all the big features that are going to be coming soon Uh, it's almost been a year mm, since that first one i don't know it's anytime you
0: put somebody in front of everybody especially in a live stream it's a risk um yeah one of the things that we saw after fallout 76 came out and they would they started doing because bethesda likes to do this they like to have their community manager show up on stream and they'll play some of the games and talk with people or they'll do a special yeah. episode and have you know uh, somebody interviewed about the new stuff that's coming out for the game There, every other message in the in the messaging on on like the twitter chat was just or the twitch chat was just like negative stuff oh this game's a piece of garbage like people just showed up in order to crap on them you know, and yeah. it's and, and, like, that's fine. If you feel like the game is a piece of garbage and you're just not into it, but, but those are real humans working real jobs, trying to, trying to do the best they could. The, the the way the game is, isn't their fault. You know, like so it's do a tough they do situation. One? I don't, I don't know that they do. I think that they, they post some canned videos with some mm-hmm. gameplay and um, I think they, they post trailers out there. I, I think it'll be a while until we see live stuff with actual humans, um, yeah. or even people focused content because, because people are just rude and, and I don't know, it's, it's hard to take. It's hard to not take that stuff
1: personally. Um, so do you, do you think, uh, if they did put out a video, do they still need to have a, a fairly hubris, uh, attitude going into it? Like, do they still need to to be kind of like, you know, tail between your legs? feeling going um, think, into into videos or I think they can't throw as much a point
0: yet? yeah yeah I, I think they can't throw as much hype behind it as they did before uh, before the release they can't be like yeah yeah the awesome new DLC for cyberpunk 2077 you know like yeah they have to take take a an attitude of like um you know like we had a rough launch but in the last six months eight months nine months whatever it's been we've we've fixed all like twenty-seven billion p- bucks, boom boom, 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 boom. You know, we fixed all of these things, and now we're finally ready, ready to reveal the next part of the story. Goo goo. You know, like, like they need to say, like, hey, they need to message, hey, we've been fixing stuff. This game works now. It works, and now we're adding this new content and they have they have roadmaps to follow i've mentioned uh fallout 20 i'm sorry fallout 2077 fallout uh 76 76 which the dates are very similar in fallout in the world of fallout 2076 was when the bombs dropped when the the war happened so they're actually very similar dates um but fallout 76 did it well they're now coming out of that um No Man's Sky did it well, and they did it with a series of these, like, canned video releases, like, here's all the new content. Here are the things that work in the game now. Here are the things that you asked for that we implemented. Boop, 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 we'll just show it to you. And then every time they release another one, here's new stuff that you can see, here's new stuff that you can see. And you do that enough, and eventually, and it takes time, but eventually, people start looking forward to these things because they're building a track record of adding stuff in that people want to see. And so it creates this positive feedback. So I I think that's the way you do it. but it'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see what they do because who knows? I, I don't know that they've really had to do this much, uh, you know, backpedaling and fixing before. I mean, obviously the other games didn't release perfectly, but it's very different this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and we we did see that um, the because we, we were talking about how there has been some change up with the staff. Uh, reading the the Games Radar uh, article that came out on the first I think it was the first uh, we did find out that the former quest uh, director or no sorry the game's lead designer Mm -hmm. actually left the company right uh, recently and and we're not quite sure if that ever got that role ever got replaced but looking at kind of how they're how they're planning on announcing new content I'd be interested to see if the DLC Adds a whole slew of new quests and how those quests compare to what they were for the the base game. Cause yeah, it, it seems like right now it seems like the there's a, a specific type of flavor with each of the quests and each character that we come across is its own theme and its own style. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about that when we get into Carrie. Yeah, I will. Uh, compared to, this, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm very curious to to see how that all plays out with the dlc with the lead quest designer out uh who's taking over for that and if they'll be able to to kind of keep that level uh the same as far as like quality goes yeah that's a good question
0: um i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see i mean we still have really no sense of exactly what the dlc will be like my guess is with how similar this game's content is to the way something like Witcher 3 is actually laid out. Um, there are a lot of similarities. Somebody's going to write me and be like, they're totally different. There are similarities in the fact that they're very character focused. Uh, There are side quests. There's main story quests. The main story quests focus on very specific characters and the development of those characters. Some of the side story quests focus on other characters and the development of those characters. Uh, The game is very limited when it comes to which relationships you can actually follow through with. Um, In those ways, it's very similar to the quest design of The Witcher 3, which makes sense because it's the same team. With the DLC, Witcher DLC is very story based. It's very much here's a new thing that's happening. Here's a new major event and go do it. And, you know, maybe here's a new area to do some stuff in go, go, but play through the story, go play through the story. And maybe there's some other adventures on the side. I don't know if we're going to see exactly that for Cyberpunk because we have sections of the city that are there that aren't fully filled out. So DLC would be a wonderful place to fill out, you know those sections, Pacifica, we mentioned last week on the show, uh, fill out those sections yeah. of the city, expand on some of the story for the characters that we met, but didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with. That would make sense to me. But then again, we know that they are focusing on quote unquote, making the game what we said it would be. And I don't know exactly what that means, but adding in some of these other features that people have been asking for to really live in the world could be included in some of the you know expansions. And if they're going to do that, it would make sense for it still to exist in night city, which again has lots of locked doors, lots of places you can go lots of places we haven't seen. So I think maybe that's more on the table or at least that makes the most sense to me instead of opening up a brand new area.
1: One would hope, right? One would hope that they, that they take what they've got and they just kind of uh, add, add to it instead of trying to expand the territory of, of night city and go into a different area. Uh, One thing I, I, it seems weird and i just i was just thinking about it there's a lot of um vertical buildings in cyberpunk but rarely do we ever actually go underneath cyberpunk and it feels strange mm-hmm. that there is the potential to have like the the scavenger gang themselves like where do they hang out do they hang out all in buildings or like is there an underground tunnel system or subway system that we just don't know like you would that assume that's always been you would assume yeah it well, a city I that mean, big. we never we always we see the trams and we see the uh the the monorails and the AV so we know a lot of verticality is is in the game but I was just wondering like uh, there they could totally take an entire portion of the city and actually build downward into the city and really like get into the into the nitty-gritty I mean the the city itself already looks totally disgusting in places <laughs> right. and so so you know the design styles there they've got that and and if they do DLC, It'd be really interesting to take like a really a really interesting area uh say like pacifica and have like this whole underground area or even with like um i think arisaka would be a good that whole cityscape area mm-hmm. have everything kind of built down below we do some of that some in some areas but it's it's hard to kind of gauge like because you go into an elevator and you just appear somewhere and you're not really sure how far down you're going but you know you're going somewhere Right, So, I, I don't know, random thought, but uh, figured we got a lot more we could probably dive yeah. into. Yeah, no, that
0: that's could be a very uh, a very solid potential feature thing, you know, like what's happening underneath the city and mm, what is technology yeah. allowed to happen down there that we wouldn't even be thinking about. Um, the other major article we have for this week is about the stolen source code, and so this is something we discussed, it must have been two months back now, the whole thing about the source code was supposedly stolen and it's put up for auction. Um, They, they didn't pay, I believe, I don't think they paid. They, they basically said like, we don't, we're not going to do what, you want us to do, you know? We don't give into what is it? We don't give into terrorists or whatever, you know, demands. Yeah, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, I
1: think that they they rolled back the servers and then uh, handed over the information over to the the government to have them investigate the hackers.
0: Yeah, but ultimately that information wasn't returned. Which, again, it's data. So how can you ever be sure if it's returned and not copied? But information has now been leaked. Uh, 4chan is sharing some of this uh, information out there. The um, There's an article on Eurogamer about this. It says CD Projekt stolen source code, console SDKs, and internal dev videos reportedly being shared online after Hacker Group asked for $10,000 charity, quote, donations, and these donations are in the form of cryptocurrency. So you can't even be sure that that actually gets donated in full to wherever it's supposed to go. But uh, basically anybody with $10,000 can get access to these files and the files contain um, source code folders for Thronebreaker, The Witcher 3, The Witcher 3's re-release with Ray Tracing and Cyberpunk 2077 have uh, seemingly been released in encrypted folders with the group asking for $10,000 donations to unlock each one. The note also claims that sensitive information such as CDPR data company reports NDA will not be leaked to the public and will only be shown to the media. The data dump apparently includes unencrypted software development kits for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox, X, uh, to prove the leaks legitimacy with some users on 4chan and reset era claiming to have access to these files. SDKs are essentially tools and resources provided by platform holders to help developers well develop games for a particular hardware platform. It seems passwords have now been giving out or cracked for some of the archives as internal video of Cyberpunk 2077.0. Are being shared in private channels so far these seem to be fairly silly clips made by the developers like only intended to be shared internally Um, and we've seen some of these clips Uh, there was an article on on reddit somebody posted with some links to some of the uh, the clips that have that have gone out there and for the most part this looks like the kind of thing that somebody on the dev team did in their spare time when tracking uh, you know, bugs in the game through development. And this isn't, this isn't like a shameful thing. This is a natural part of development. You test the game, some other bug crops up, you document it by recording the, the, you know, the play test that you were doing. And so they end up with all these recorded clips of all these different bugs that happened in the game. And then somebody stitched them all together into a big long video with funny sound effects and like basically turn them all into memes with like funny music behind them or, you know, voiceover or whatever and they're pretty ridiculous what did you think about these logan
1: um well to just to kind of touch on the uh the euro uh game article article uh emma Kent did a great write-up kind of breaking down what was going on with this um i do want to denounce personally uh that if you're stealing data and then asking for a charitable donation that's fucked up yeah i'm gonna say right now
0: don't do it it doesn't make it okay to say it's going to charity it's still
1: stolen property yeah and then you know like having giving out source code stuff like that it's still messed up so even though they're they're only showing private data that's under nda or company reports to media like that's fueling the fire that's that's not helping anything that's not fixing anything all you're doing is trying to to stick another iron in in this fire that you have against this company so really like this information that we're getting is interesting to check out but outside of getting it through secondary sources i don't want to support this uh so it was it was really like i watched all of these videos and i took some notes because i wanted to make sure that we had some discussion about it uh because there's some interesting ideas here that i think were were nice to see um the video that you're talking about it does feel basically like a blooper reel that they would have had at an all-hands meeting to kick off as like an icebreaker for the development like you have an all hands every six months you bring everyone in and to kick off the meeting uh while everyone's getting some breakfast and coffee and sitting down mm. you throw up one of these goofy videos that has you know like a, a, a kazoo kind of playing the the cyberpunk theme <laughs> in the background <laughs> the Benny <Hinn> while you <laughs> yeah well you see all the all the goofy bugs that the that the devs have encountered at the time it seems like one of those things where it should have been a really fun thing to have internally just to kind of be like hey here's a marker on some of the weird junk that we've run into while we're making the game if you see stuff like this have fun it seems like something that that's that's what's going on this doesn't seem like something that should have ever have seen the the light of day outside of the company um so when i see things like you know cars exploding and walking on their wheels or uh uh, you know giant chickens that are the the obvious placeholder for models that are not finished yet while they're actually testing things out or you know hamburger wheels and hot dog motorcycles it's 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 really it's hilarious to see some of this stuff
0: right or v with Um, like a um uh his, his head turns all the way around while he's driving like oh, uh, God, like the exorcist, the exorcist v while he's like driving and his head slowly oh, turns God. around and the camera's in the back seat and then he's so, like his neck starts spasming out like he's yeah
1: yeah possessed by yeah, the devil so many so many times when when it, like the characters are trying to focus on the camera uh-huh. and the body is not compensating so the arms are like way up above their head and they're all stretched out or like the body runs off half of the body runs off and the rest of the body doesn't follow yeah right or people Uh, get out
0: of a car and just float off into the sky (laughs)
1: oh yeah so many like so many physics bugs that we ran into and and it's a mixture of uh like fully rendered engine and gray box content as well too so you see him like running over testings uh for bumps to see how the car physics react so you can you can record it and test it and send it back and have the engineers work on the tools that they need to to get the cars playing right and stuff but there was a, a couple things that I wanted to pull out of this. Um, out of the seven videos that we that we saw up on the, the pre-alpha stuff for for the Reddit post. Um we talked about the giant chickens, we talked about the cars freaking out, we talked about the kazoos. Uh monster trucks were something that was in the game that was tested. Mm-hmm. And that was something that actually I wrote down all of the vehicles that I saw that were in the videos that are not available to us in the game oh interesting okay. i'm very surprised uh so monster trucks was the first one where i was like yes please can i can i have monster trucks that would be amazing uh buses like a full full uh like two long buses driving around uh dump trucks Street cleaners, which are huge compared to what normal street cleaners look like. Uh-huh. Wheelchairs, chickens, and hot dogs. All things that are in, the, in these <laughs> <As videos> vehicles. <laughs> that we can't drive as vehicles. Oh, man. And, they need to add a chicken nice vehicle. Awesome oh, God.
0: Yeah. Oh, and a hot I would dog. I'd love to be
1: able to ride a chicken.
0: Okay. So, three years from now, when this game is like super patched up, lots of DLC is out, and they've added like multiplayer to it, and they're now selling yeah. cosmetics for vehicles, I want a hot dog motorcycle. Yeah. As like a yeah. callback. I think that's a big takeaway. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. I want. I want, I want to ride on a hot dog motorcycle. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, I mean, the whole thing sucks, but at the same time, it is interesting to get more of a glimpse into the actual development process. So yeah, there's kind of a an icing on the cake on the really stinky gross cake that
1: is stealing data.
0: I don't it's, know. It's, it's nice to actually to get
1: like the, yeah i i don't approve it's kind of like when they had the nintendo leak recently like the nintendo leak came out a lot of archived data that nintendo had was stolen and then thrown up on the internet we had a ton of revelations about how that company actually does stuff Mm -hmm. that no one like we we probably would have never actually ever seen that stuff that stuff would have never seen the light of day but for historical purposes It's kind of nice to have some of that data to have some of that information same thing with cyberpunk seeing this like um one of the videos is actually kind of an opening scene with v at an apartment and he's with a woman who is tied into a quest and they had had sex the night before and he's trying to get information from her for a fixer and as you're like walking around this building it's a very early build so the ui is completely different but it is in third person mm-hmm. and you see a, a whole bunch of like spine augments on the back of this V and to see like them testing a third person mode as like an initial build. Cause it definitely feels early. Uh, it feels like they were testing both. It felt like they were testing first person uh, cause there's definitely a couple gray box scenes where the character was first person, but they didn't have a head. So that was where the camera was. But they also had the third person mode where you would actually see. And it seemed like it worked pretty, pretty dang well. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, if that would actually ever get to be an option at this point. Because we still have a full rendered character when you get on a motorcycle or when you get into a car. So we know that they've actually tested this. Uh, Why they didn't add it as an option is very interesting to me. But Yeah, yeah overall the, the the quest itself was kind of cool to see like you you go inside an apartment you go outside of an apartment you go talk to the girl that you were with and you talk to the neighbor and just seeing it, it seems like they kind of knew what they wanted as a, a vertical slice of the game when they were initially testing it but uh what did you think of the the third person mode video
0: um i my guess is that that's a remnant from the witcher or the witcher three because The Witcher Three mm, is all in third person. That's true. So if this yeah. if this engine was built on top of the engine they already had, then that would be a natural starting place to model characters and and allow people to play with quest design before really implementing a full fledged uh, first person view into the game. And that's and then eventually we ended up with the first person view that we have. Um, I also I'm also I would also assume that with the amount of rendering overhead that the game requires that putting when putting you in first person, removing your body and things from the game was beneficial to reducing rendering overhead because your own character would have had very high quality textures and, you know, lighting requirements and number of vertices and, you know, all all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, it it yeah. makes sense to streamline it a little bit for only using the third-person view for when you're in a vehicle and you really need it. Um, that's that's my guess, but I, again, I don't know for sure.
1: You also have a, a smaller FOV in first-person as well, too. Yeah. So in third-person, you have to render a lot more below you to the sides, all of that. And if, if it's one thing that actually kind of lends credence to this is, All of the cars, all of the all of the crowds are all based around what is currently present in view. Uh, A lot of those things disappear or despawn once they're out of view. And that's why you tend to get kind of the the canned uh uh animations for a lot of the vehicles and people that are around you because they don't always stay in memory when you're actually running around the city so having a smaller fov would actually limit how much is actually needed to be rendered on the screen at one moment as opposed to a third person view where it's much easier to kind of swivel down and swivel up and see a lot more of the skybox and the buildings and stuff and have that lod issue so might have been performance
0: yeah, I, you, you bring that up. I, I wonder if they went from a third-person view to the first-person view and then probably even intended for you to drive vehicles in first-person view until they realized that was too limiting and too difficult and then maybe re-implemented third-person for vehicles but didn't have the time to update all the other things you would need to be able to see while driving a, a vehicle and make it feel right in third-person. Because if you're inside the vehicle from the camera, There are certain things the vehicle can do on the outside that you never see and so you don't have to fix them like the crowd reactions and things like that like like you were saying so i wonder i wonder if that's part of it too like they pulled it back out and then uh, you know exposed some more issues
1: even even watching this video uh it's clear that the that the way that they have the models sitting in the actual car is actually at least in the videos now bear in mind this is all alpha stuff they probably fixed it for actual launch but the way that you sit in the vehicles the the sometimes they actually sat lower in the car like through the geometry of the car just because of the sight line and the size difference between the cars and the actual people so i I mean maybe it was much easier to not have to render the the third person perspective on that at first uh, just because of the way that they had to actually place the model in the car when you got into it. Right. It's it's right. an interesting thought. And you as a driver in the car wouldn't
0: necessarily be looking at like the seat to see if their butts fit right exactly, exactly where the seat is, especially yeah. if they're behind you or whatever. Um, and think about it. A lot of the early stuff in the game when you ride in a car, you aren't. I mean, there are moments where you are driving your own car like it was a nomad beginning. But like when you're in a car and Jackie's driving you or you're in a car and it's, you know, the auto limo, driving you around a lot of that stuff is still first person. You're you're just inside the car. So that may have been how they thought it would work. And you would just drive from inside the car. But then, and that that also might be why you can't shoot while driving. Yeah, because that would be very difficult. It'd be very difficult to drive in first person and shoot at the same time because you would never be looking the direction you're driving. Whereas in third person, you can see where you're going and still swing your gun around. Like in GTA, you know, it's a lot easier to do that. So again, I I don't know, but this seems like things that don't always line up. And now there's some more evidence for that, maybe in some of the testing that we can see. But um, yeah,
1: really really just kind of go to show like how hard this is. Like this is not an easy thing to to do. Uh, And this this really, like just watching a lot of this footage, it's like, man, (laughs) there was a lot wrong that was going on. and, And they definitely had to work a lot. To to get it getting to get it to the state that it's in right now.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. And do you want to talk about the copyright that you noticed?
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's like uh, a this is like
0: Detective Logan now. He's, <laughs> he's just playing detective and all this stuff.
1: Oh man, I was, I was, I was actually scrubbing through all these videos to kind of get a little bit of information. Cause that's, it's what I love to do. I love to, to kind of suss out some of these details. And I'm um, just like, Hey,
0: look at that guy floating in the air. That's funny. And you're like, yeah, but there's a vehicle
1: there. That's not in the game. And I'm like, Oh,
0: <laughs> but look at the guy floating in the air. <laughs>
1: well, the, Okay. So the, the moment that I was, I was scrubbing through is and the reason why it caught my eye is because they actually had a max tech guy, who is in full transparent camo. And it was clear, like, you could see... It looked like it was out of Ghost of the Shell. Like, you can't mm. see the guy, but you can see the outline of him and, like, the artifacts of of someone who who is, like, wearing armor that is trying to be transparent by by projecting what is behind him on the front of him so you can't... So it looks like you're seeing through him. And it's straight out of Ghost of the Shell. It's It looks like it would be really cool if they did actually put in this kind of clear armor this transparent armor that i i haven't seen if it's in the game now i've never seen it but i don't think it's in the game yeah so i was i was getting the screen because i was like oh my god they had it they actually tested out the clear uh the clear transparent armor you know the the camo and up at the top i noticed this was a windowed uh version of the game and at the very top of it it has like the the cyberpunk uh you know 2077 and then it has copyright 2012 to 2022 by CD Project Red Launcher.exe version you know one one nine four seven six is the build that they were on when they were doing this, and the thing that is absolutely insane to me is the, the the copyright was set to 2022, and as far as I know, and I'm I mean I'm no expert on this, but I always feel like the copyright when launches is when the game started and when the planned launch is intended to go so Mm -hmm. does that mean that they were planning on launching the game in 2022 or were they planning on keeping the copyright for the game until 2022 when the end of the dlcs came out for the two dlcs that they had planned because if they planned on this game coming out in 2022 and it came out in 2020 no wonder it's in the state that it's in when it launched
0: yeah yeah, that I mean, that could be part of it. I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um, this did come up with some reveals for uh, Starfield. We talked about this on the Starfield Lorecast. The mm-hmm. copyright for Starfield was um, recently put put through about a month ago for 2021, and so that spurred a lot of conversation about does that mean we're going to see a release this year? And supposedly, that the date of the copyright should match the date of publishing the year yeah. the year of the copyright should match the year of first publishing for something um so maybe they're just putting it through because in case they decide to launch it or maybe there's something that's coming out with the starfield name that's like a, a mobile app to uh, you know come out before the game comes out you know like uh, who knows there could be a hundred things going on here but yeah that's a good question you know why why have on a early build of the game like that have the year 2022 in the copyright you know was it just yeah, a number they pulled you, out of their hat because they weren't sure what year it was going to release and so they just they just picked a year I mean, who knows
1: i mean 10 years for game development though that's yeah. a that's a long stretch for a game even even at the size that it's at you know most games generally at most i would say probably seven years is the longest yeah. I think Final Fantasy 7 remake is one of the longer running ones. Kingdom Hearts 3, but that's kind of Square Enix's bag. You know, yeah. how long did did Witcher 3 take to develop? Um 5 so, years. Yeah. 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 Um, like 5 is is a pretty average average time for most games to be made. These large RPGs so the, usually take about 4 or 5 years. Yeah. It seems part of so the it's, course at it, this point. It, the, the the one caveat and i did want to mention this for anyone that's sitting screaming at their at their stereo right now like i i do realize that there are two expansions due out plus they have to have the copyright for uh the show that they're doing which should have been i thought it was 2022 as well uh maybe that's but it the show hmm? maybe that's it I, maybe that somehow
0: yeah. it matches because the title is the same and so it falls under the same copyright
1: yeah it, it makes me wonder because they would have to do cyberpunk 2077 as one copyrighted name and then whatever the name of the show mm-hmm. that would also have to be copyrighted and same thing with the dlc's like the game is copyrighted 2077 and then whatever the dlc is that dlc name has to get copywritten as well so it, i could see them having it just to 2022 to cover the dlcs as well as the show uh but it's it's weird it's weird that they would have 2022 this early on and and just kind of look at the game and say like okay you guys you guys have been working on this since 2012 uh how come it's released at 2020 and it feels like it could have used at least another year in the oven yeah and then come out in 2022 right that's a good question
0: so, well <laughs> we don't know but if uh you somebody out there knows let us know <laughs> just send us a secret message um but who knows i mean we'll know more as dlcs get released and things like that but you know these are these are some interesting things to notice at least in the leaked information that we have so it it does raise a lot of questions which is fun you know it's fun stuff we'll tell you what why don't we move to the middle of the show and we'll be back and we'll talk about carrie's quest line and some of the things that uh, we like it the most about it. Some of the things that were notable to us and ways that we, uh, relate to, to that story, because I think, I think it's an interesting story and it's one that a lot of you guys have, uh, talked about previously, even on the discord. So let's, we'll dig into that after the middle of the show break. all right cyberpunks this is the part of the show where we get to thank you for being a patron and those of you who aren't patrons for all of the things you've done to help support the show like telling your friends leaving reviews doing things like that you guys are phenomenal thank you to all 17 of our patrons we have 17 patrons right now you guys are phenomenal check out patreon.com cyberpunk lorecast for ways that you can sign up on patreon and you can get different rewards like you can get episodes early you can get ad free episodes you can join us on future episodes of the show we actually had somebody on one of our youtube videos reach out to me and say hey they they watched our recent uh uh cyber or cyberpunk (laughs) patron episode and they in the comic uh, comments they were like how do i get to join you on the next one and i was like go check out the patreon It's right here so uh um, you guys are awesome. I, I I don't know what else to say, Logan. But anybody who really appreciate to support the show, the support. Yeah, with with their own hard earned cash is I don't know. That's such a huge compliment. And if you can't do that, share it with your friends. You know, and I'm sure I'm sure as we get more releases and things, that some of the public perception of the game is going to start turn around again. And it'll be interesting to see where the show goes with more content as it comes out. So I'm You know, for fun that.
1: anecdote uh i was i was on chris ever uh who is the voice of conquer for conquers bad for a day formerly of rare uh tweeted out he he was asking if cyberpunk was was uh good and mm. in in the comments it was so crazy to me that everyone was still bagging on cyberpunk like so many people were just like oh it's a dumpster fire oh it's trash and stuff like that and i'm like i don't think any of you people have actually played the game Has anyone actually played the game? I'm willing to put my hours out there. I got 160 plus hours across (laughs) three different platforms. (laughs) I thought the game was great. I thought the game did exactly what I was hoping it was going to do is drop me into a cyberpunk aesthetic with a really good story and have a good time with it. I I love it. I don't know what everyone else's problem is. Did you actually play it? So I kind of I'm with you, man. I'm kind of over people uh, bagging on the game, not being good. The Mm. game is good. It Mm -hmm. needs work, but it's good and i am that's (laughs) we've said it a hundred times
0: now the bones are good and i'm going to talk about this with the carry quests because i you know i went back and revisited that stuff and um the bones are there they just there's updates and there are things that we will we want that aren't in there yet but the bones the story the the setting the gunplay there's a lot of good in the game. so if you if you're somebody who's still a fan of the game or still you know hanging on and waiting for new DLC and still listening to the show, thank you for being here because genuinely you guys are awesome and thank you for helping support the show. So we'll move on with the rest of the show. We'll talk about Carrie and some more of our thoughts about the game uh, in just a second. We'll be right back.
1: My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26
0: years since the bombs fell.
1: Since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega broadcast Fallout story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.
0: So Logan, like we usually do when we cover one of these topics, especially when it has to do with the character, um, I went back and um, you know, watched the, uh, didn't play through it all again, but I watched all the content again in order to get uh, a reminder of what was going on in the story and um, man the, there's certain vibes in this game that are unique to cyberpunk. There's, There's uh, Totally. I don't i don't know the best way to frame it um but there are certain things that happen in this game and there's the the tone of the world i mean even in this story like when you first meet carrie you we we talked about this on the the last carrie episode you show up your johnny's in control he picks up a guitar he starts playing a tune carrie comes out with a gun in his robe because he was in the shower and is like who the hell are you and then he's and then he's like wait play that again right and then and then you play it again yeah. and he's like johnny um yeah. but even <laughs> even after that moment there's just everybody is such a jerk to each other all the time for, for the, mm-hmm. the longest every conversation even when like and and this is the spoilery part because we're going to talk about what happens in the quest line but for the most yeah. part y- you meet carrie he, he's feeling kind of washed up. Johnny's curious about what the, the scream sheets are saying. Are they, is it true? Is it not true? Is he, you know, is he as famous and washed up as it seems like he is? Does it, you know, is he depressed? Like what's he going through? So you, you decide to go back and meet him. You you sneak into his place. You pick up the guitar. He comes out. You let him know like, yeah, this crazy thing's happening. Johnny's inside me or I am Johnny because you were Johnny in the moment. Here's what's going on. You prove that you're him. Like he even asks you like, Like, what was the last thing I said to you? And he's, and he's like, and you respond, don't be a pussy. You know, it's just like, this is is the banter that happens between these guys. And this is just how they, how they communicate, you know? And it's everybody like jiving back into this when they, they go around and they basically pull the band back together. Right. They go on these quests, they pull some strings, they, they handle some stuff that needs to be handled in order to get the rest of the band together. They play a show together. But everyone in the band is just pissy with each other the whole time, even though we're in the midst of this, like, reunion tour or show, basically. It's not a tour, but, you know, and there's just something about that vibe. There's something about the vibe of the game. There's something about... Um, I I can't put my finger on it. It's not the, the grumpiness so much as it is just the, and edgy isn't the right word. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the city is brutal and the people in the city are brutal because of it. And, but they're still human as much as, as like everyone has this hard exterior, but there's this like gooey inside. Everybody has a gooey inside. And I think that's, Carrie's story here, right? This idea of like, like you break through that hard exterior and you get to the gooey inside. He learns to trust you. He falls in love with you. If you're the male V and then you've basically set him free into this new world of like creativity and and happiness by the end of it.
1: That's that's my summary for the whole thing. What do you think? What do you think? (laughs) So it's so funny that we're talking about this because I just like, When I was getting vaccinated, I was super, super sick. I got really bad flu. So I was sitting or not flu, but like flu like symptoms. And I was laid up in bed and I I just did not have the energy to play any games as much as I would have loved to. So I sat down and I started watching Cobra Kai. And man, if there was a show that better encompass the feelings between what was going on between Carrie and his uh, bandmates from Samurai. It's Cobra Kai, because it feels like there was a reason why all of them broke up. And they. It, it, and it's like it's like trying to feed. It's like trying to hug a tiger when you really don't know what that tiger is going to do. <laughs> and you, you're pretty sure the tiger wants to eat your head. And You don't, you you want to hug the tiger, but you don't want to get your head eaten off as well, too. So going through the quests and, and talking to Carrie and seeing this 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 revived vigor in him. He was so excited. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's get the band. Let's let's get in contact with everyone. I'll I'll start reaching out. I'll see what I can do. I want to I want to play samurai one more night. You know, I want to do one more night just to get together and kind of remember the, the beautiful thing that we had before it all went to shit. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to, you know, I'm a, I am want to see what goes on in Johnny's in the back of your head. He's like, yeah, this could be cool. Carrie's a complete sellout, except he's got a nice car, but <laughs> I could right. see us doing this. And it's so fun to, to sit there and be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, uh, I, "I wanted to come talk to her, but she wouldn't talk to me." And he's like, "Well, why did you bring a why did you bring a cement truck and dump all of this cement into her pool? This is not how we're going to get people back together. Right. This is how you keep people apart." And they're like, "Oh, I don't know, I wasn't really thinking about that." And it's like. Well, great. Thanks. Well, that, this really <laughs> screws that. So how are we going to get this person back if we're if they now have to deal with a cement full of uh, or a pool full of cement? So having each of them like with their own issues and it's clear most of these most of the the band members are either washed up or completely rid themselves of the samurai and it's like trying to pull teeth to get these people to back back together for one night and it's like you know hurting cats to Mm -hmm. see trying everyone get lined up in their schedule and commit to it and stuff and uh i'm trying to think if there's another there's a a movie that's coming to mind and, and i can't quite I can't quite pull pull what movie it is but there's there's it's a movie trope where you're you're literally trying to get people back together for mm-hmm. this one job like a heist movie or something yeah, and, yeah. You, and it's you're just like it feels like Fast and the Furious honestly it feels mm-hmm. like Dom is out there trying to get people back because they got to do this thing because something came up and now they got to do it. Except in this case, it's Samurai and Carrie is trying to regain some of that life that he had before he became a huge sellout. And even Johnny's willing to call him a sellout on this. And then you pair that with, the identity crisis that he's having between the us cracks band yes. who is, who's quote unquote moving in on his territory and stealing his, his, uh, his fame. Right, and he's right. like, uh oh, I, I have to stay relevant, but I'm also like grabbing onto the, onto the past. It's like, of course I'm going to freaking turn 40 pretty soon here. I am <laughs> constant. like anyone that watches this live. You can look on the back wall here and see, I am grasping with clawed fingers. <laughs> to the nostalgia that I had in my past oh, no. while doing this on a live stream to stay relevant. Like I relate. <laughs> I know how this guy feels. So I, I, totally get it. Like he's having a, such a hard time with these us cracks being all like, we're totally about everything that's going on. We love you, Carrie. We've, we've been following you your whole life. And I'm like, I freaking hate BTS, but man, they make good music.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. He's so he's so upset that like his label or the management went behind him and and like gave them the rights to use one of his songs. Oh yeah, like, he's so pissed off at it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but it, I mean, it's gonna have people the remember the song good. again. And this, yeah, the music sounds. I mean, they're they're, they're really goofy, but music, okay. <laughs> like you can see, it's like that dilemma in him between like selling out and making money versus like legitimacy. And yeah, there's this there's this dilemma. What did you think about the US Cracks? Because they they crack me up.
1: Oh my god, they crack me up so much, man. They like uh, the the epitome of like pop Mm -hmm. is exactly what the US Cracks is. It's like it's a weird, edgy name. They all have weird augments. It's like the power puff Girls that you're looking at, and and they're just from Japan,
0: basically. It's like it's like the weird.
1: Like Japanese yeah, it's, it's like, like culture
0: porn. kind of, you know, like cute girl doing the pop thing. And each of them has a different color outfit with funny hair. And
1: yeah, yeah they're and all, all basically facade. anime kids is, is really what they are. Yeah. It's all a facade. They're, they're all, they're all, it's all just a, a, it's all just a thing. And you get backstage in this concert when, when Carrie's uh, like trying, he's in the, in the grudge that Carrie has against us, him bringing up that, that jalopy of a vehicle and being like, all right this is how we're going to get the us cracks. We're going to blow up this car and we're going to get the van that's coming in with all of their gear. And then we're going to blow up the gear and they can't do the concert. And you're just like, Carrie, maybe we should just go talk to them. And he's like, (laughs) no, no, we're right. not doing that. Right. <laughs> and You're like, right. okay, well, all right, Carrie, we're gonna, we'll do it your way, buddy. We'll do it your way, and then you blow up this thing, and he's like, all right, let's go get some coffee, and you're like, coffee, okay, we just <laughs> ran from the right. cops, and you want to go get some coffee right. now? He just wants to hang out in the all coffee shop. Right. Yep, but yeah. The the us cracks. I thought it was a it was a great. Uh, thing you in it's throughout the whole game too they they are you constantly hear them everywhere so when you get to the point where you're with carrie and you're doing the quest and you're like let's go sabotage the s cracks you're like i'm kind (laughs) of down with this because i'm so tired of their music Uh that i'm willing to go and then you get in there and they're like oh god we love carrie yeah you're the inspiration for all of our stuff right you know screw all these labels you know let's do things our way and carrie's just like like a little mini me i love you there's like why do i have...
0: they might look super cheesy but like eh, the core is good i guess like yeah that's the spirit of it is them doing their thing like that's all you can't hate them you can't hate them yeah for that. you can't hate that's... them
1: because they're they're the thing they're the thing that you were when you were their age and you're like oh <laughs> right damn it just, I hate wrapped old. in a different wrapper, you know yeah. yeah yeah you know what's funny to
0: to me uh, having played in bands and toured and things like that if you blow up a band's equipment in a van you know what happens is they rent equipment when they get to the venue. It doesn't stop them from playing or they just borrow gear from one of the other bands. Like it's like they pick up a different guitar and yeah, maybe they don't sound the same exactly, but the show goes on. Like it doesn't stop you from playing. Everybody has keyboards and drums and guitars, you know, like, come on.
1: (laughs) But it's it's that destructive nature in Carrie. It's that rebellious kind of punk nature that he has. Oh yeah. That's in him. That it's just like, you kind of want to have like, he knows he should know doing this, that that nothing's going to change. And he's still pissed off about them being able to continue on going on with the show. And he should have known that, mm-hmm. but it's like, you kind of want to pull him because, because you see him, he's, he's in a very suicidal state. He is close to the edge and you're, you're just trying to do stuff to bring him back. You're just trying to edge him back away from that ledge because you know that there's a good soul there, and yeah. you, you know that he has a lot of talent, but he's alone, and he doesn't have Johnny, and he doesn't have anyone. So that's why when you start working down that kind of romance path, it's like oh, I really feel for Carrie because he he does just want to have someone to love. He does want yeah. to have someone he can be with. He's it's alone the in a mansion. It's yeah. the mansion. The mansion. Yeah, it's the good it, center. It, yeah. Yeah, so like that's why that's why I really love this this quest chain. It was one of the few quest chains where it felt like it actually touched on something that was relevant that I could relate to personally, as opposed to say like river's quest line with, mm-hmm. with the kids in in the barn and you know, the mines and, and how that all that was going on or like Panem and the weird family thing going on and being out in the middle of nowhere, kind of Mad Max style. Like that was not quite as relatable and definitely Judy's storyline. I wasn't relatable to, to Judy's storyline with the, with the prostitutes or, or dreams or anything like that. But Kirstie is going to get mad at you. That's fine. That's fine. He's a good dude. He'll, <laughs> he he's got a gooey center. He'll, <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll forgive me. Uh, but yeah, with Carrie, it's like, that's something I can actually relate to. Mm-hmm. He got fame. He got fortune. Mm-hmm. He felt, he fell down. He's feeling bad and he's just right. trying to figure out who he is and how relevant he is to the future uh, generations. And that's such a, that's such a known story. I think that it, it plays so well on this, in this, uh, setting that, also kind of wraps up a really nice, it puts a nice little bow on the samurai story. Yeah. You know, after this, you kind of know what's happening and you don't really have to wonder like whatever happened to samurai. Like we now kind of know, and it's nice to have that one last thing and then have Carrie puts a bed, all of the pain that was going on with his previous band members and move on to something new and interesting with the S cracks. And I, mm-hmm. I just kind of like that. I don't know why it, it just really resonated. Makes sense. Um, some, my final takeaways on this, uh, well, first
0: he's 89 years old. (laughs) So yeah, it makes sense. Like in our own world, as you age, people have a hard time finding how they fit into the world. You know, you go through these things and you like the midlife crisis or when you retire, um, Where people are just, you know, like, well, I don't, I'm not doing this thing anymore. And that was who I, who I am. What do I do with myself? Like there's a lot of that or, or the dangers of success, you know, and Johnny brings it up in the storyline. He's like, he's like the only thing worse than not, not reaching your dreams is reaching them, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, and, and there's a point to that. Um, so I guess this is something that's fairly common in this world. If you are somebody who lives that long, because you can, because of the technology that allows you to do so. Uh, I bet this is something that a lot of people deal with, you know, what do you do when you're 90 years old, but you still could live for, you know, who knows, two, three, four, five decades more. I mean, depending on the technology and your ability to survive. Um, totally. There was uh there was some data that came out from some new science, um, that was released where they they've now estimated like the total length of a human life will eventually top out at 150 years. biologically biologically given the right medical treatments and um are we could you know and and not not enabling some sort of like treatment that like heals us in a way that fixes our aging and we could just age forever that like yeah a a basic human will top out at about 150 years old at some point um which is which seems like really long you know um but so, so there's that side of it. But then there, there's the side that really weirds me out. The um, 20-year-old in a relationship with
1: an 89-year-old is a
0: little bit weird. It's a little, little weird. A
1: little yeah. weird. Well, okay. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you for that. That's a little um, odd.
0: I mean, in our world, the 20-year-old in a relationship <laughs> with a 40-year-old is a little weird. Now, there was a time in history where that wasn't so odd. You know, there was also a time in history where 14 and 15 year old girls were being married to 30 year old men because that's just what you did. And that's the way the world worked, which isn't the way the world works anymore, which is a good thing. But, uh, I mean, if you said like a 30 year old shift, yeah, like a 30 year old marrying a, or, or, you know, in a relationship with a 60 year old, it's just, there's such a big difference in age. It's so different Somebody who is 89 Let's... years old has lived through so much.
1: Right. <laughs> But look at it. Uh, okay, so let's let's take this as a, a hypothetical. Let me let me pose this hypothetical and see how you feel. Uh-huh. You you and I'm and I'm pulling from Star Star Trek or like Altered Carbon in this instance. But okay. you take something like Soul Killer, uh, like Lieutenant Dax in and Deep Space Nine. She was a, a trill. She had a a, 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 a she had a symbiote that was a body. In, yes, and you, I remember Memories. This.
0: Yes. Yeah. The symbiote is way older
1: forward. than she was because she was the body the symbiote was in right yep but her having a relationship with someone around her age was something that was socially acceptable even though technically she was you know well over 150 200 years old Mm -hmm. and she had all the memories from those past relationships as well same thing with mass effect mass effect um yeah what's the race that lasts forever i can't remember the 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 mono race whatever the girls are they always have oh oh the asari sorry thank you yeah they they can have they even talk about this so in they don't live forever they, but they, they live for like a thousand years
0: or something it's yeah very long yeah yeah and they so can they can they're custom. they can yeah connect with anyone we'll be talking about this on the mass effect Lorecast cast uh next so actually yeah. we're talking about the uh, turians but we did talk about them oh, in the recent okay. episode um yeah Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get, I get the idea. Yeah. It's just, uh, and maybe in a world where, where age doesn't meet as much because of the ability to like keep yourself young through technology. Maybe that's not as weird, but there's just something that's weird about that because, because I'm, because I'm taking that and I'm putting it into our own frame of, of reality and going a 20 year old with an 80, a nine year old is,
1: yeah, you can't do that. It's super weird.
0: It's super weird. It's from his weird.
1: perspective if if say like 150 is the the cap out for for life in 2077 carrie's uh-huh. just over middle-aged at this point right so which is still weird he's
0: like it he's still, it's going still a through little, that midlife crisis yeah it's still a little bit odd though for like a 20 year old to have a relationship with a 45 year old it's not You're that it can't that work but it's odd it's yeah uncommon
1: I'm not saying that. Okay, so let me let me go for the record. As a here. male,
0: as a male, as a, as a male who's 42 years old, if I was single, I would probably stay away from dating 20 year olds. Not because they're not attractive, and not because some of them are very interesting, intelligent, wonderful human beings, but because I would know one the way that pe- that would be publicly perceived by some people, and two. Uh, I am more likely to find somebody closer to my age with which I would have more life uh, experiences in common.
1: It's it's really hard to jump into this without without <laughs> uh, addressing the fact that there is a huge stigma in society in an American society where males are viewed uh, better when they're older as like, oh, the yeah. quote unquote, silver fox. Oh, sure.
0: Sure. Uh, and that's like an age. And the flip side is that they're also often very predatory so there's that yes. side of it too so yeah. whether whether it's an older male with a younger woman or a younger male there's still this stigma about older men being predatory towards
1: younger people so so is would you would so then it brings into question carrie's carrie's uh character is carrie I don't, being predatory no, right i don't now? think in
0: this situation carrie carrie's being predatory i think he's genuinely <laughs> falling for somebody who's who's doing things in his life But it's still weird, but I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not, I'm not casting, um, I'm not casting moral judgment on it. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's weird (laughs) to be dating somebody Mm. who has a life as is four and a half times older than you are. Yeah. Is odd. Yeah. There's something about that that just, I, I don't know. It's just a little bit off you know off the reservation i i wouldn't choose it for myself it's it's a valid point yeah
1: it's a very valid point but i'm not saying that it doesn't work for
0: every anyone i'm not saying it can't work for anyone i'm just saying it's odd
1: i would love to hear mike pondsmith address how he view how he views an 89 year old being attracted to a 20 year old in mm-hmm. cyberpunk 2077. Cause that is it. You have a valid point. Yeah. I totally agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. I'm trying to explain it away and I'm having a hard time Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. everything else is like based on science fiction and it's just a, it's just a, sure. a thing that they, that they wrote off at that point. So in cyberpunk 2077, the, 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 the perspective is probably changed, but I would love to get like an official, like, this is kind of how it is in cyberpunk so this is why it wouldn't be as normal but at the same time I'm sure the answer could probably be as simple as love is blind oh yeah yeah and uh, and, and that's true
0: and that's true And and that can happen love can be blind and that's that's fine you know and again this isn't a moral judgment this is more of a to me there's something that feels a little odd about it. (laughs) Like I am not the most comfortable in that situation going, yeah, this sounds like a smart romance to get into,
1: you know, as a, how, how old was Q Hefner when he was, when he was dating women? That's what I want to know. Oh, all the way into, he was probably in his 60s. 60s, I think, I think,
0: right. Like, yeah.
1: And that was already kind of like,
0: yeah, yeah. Well then, I mean, yeah, Uh, like he didn't have the best track record record when it came to that stuff, but, um, yeah, I think this is one of the things that society is particularly aware of right now is people leveraging power and fame um, in order to be predatory towards other people. And there's a fine line between the natural romantic progression between two individuals and something that's perceived as not being that. Does that makes sense? So even being not yeah. Harry in the situation, even being V in the situation, I would still be a little bit wary of Getting to that point because of the perceived because it famous rock star, you know, way older, like there's still something there that's just like this is going to be a very difficult relationship to deal with publicly, especially with somebody that's famous. And there's going to be a lot of people who might see it wrong. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It just means you should be aware of all of the baggage that goes with it. If it yeah, is genuinely true love, you know, whatever, yeah, however you define that. Um, but again, it's, was, it's something that each person has to figure out for themselves. And I think as long as both individuals have good intentions, then, you know, then there's nothing inherently wrong. It's just, again, it's just a little bit odd. It's a little bit out there but maybe it's more common in cyberpunk 2077 for people of all different ages to have relationships because age is almost not really a thing anymore. I I don't
1: know. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. And actually, so I was, so I did some digging while, while we were talking about this and uh, his last Hugh Hefner's last girlfriend uh, was born in 1986 and Hugh Hefner was born in
0: 1926. Yeah. Yeah. So years different
1: yeah yeah so in, you're not it's not unprecedented yeah apparently that but i mean that but automatically leads to questions here.
0: of was she genuinely into him was that true love or was it a beneficial relationship that was used
1: I mean, for you re- personal gain if you wanted to know the article says following his death harris uh crystal harris who was his last uh wife and third and final wife in 2008 uh, said that I am heartbroken. He was an American hero, a pioneer, a kind and humble soul who opened up his life and his home to the world. I felt how much he loved me. I loved him so much. I am so grateful. She added, He gave me life, he gave me a direction, he taught me kindness. I feel, I will feel eternally grateful to have been by his side, holding his hand and telling him how much I love him. He changed my life, he saved my life, he made me feel loved every single day. He was a beacon to the world, a force unlike anything else. Also, that sounds like a perfect description of Carrie Underdine. If this was V's (laughs) telling
0: okay, well, you know, then that's great. That's wonderful. You know, yeah, that's fine. I I don't (laughs) have anything wrong again with true, genuine compassion between two individuals. You know, like that's there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Um, But a a good question, but it raises
0: questions, right? And that and that becomes difficult. I'm sure she was asked many times by many people, "What are you doing?" Oh, yeah, you know, like. is this really good for you? Are you being manipulated? Like all sorts of things. So
1: anyway. it's an interesting parallel too, because mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner, much like Kerry, is very rich and very famous and very known for being a party person. So yeah, I mean, it, it tracks, it tracks really well, mm-hmm. not to say that it's not uh, possible, but you bring up a valid point in, in why Kerry is, is doing what he's doing. If he, if he's, thinking about it properly the way that he should if he actually cared about V and what that would do to V's life. Sure. But at this point, it's hard to know because it's fictional. It's 2077. Who knows how long Carrie will actually live.
0: Yeah, there's also the and I'm just going to wrap it because we have to wrap up the episode. But Mm. the other thing to consider is things like if you have children and the children are on par or older than the person you're having a relationship with that makes it odd for your children to interact with that person. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of other things going on in human relationships, um, that make, you know, sometimes we make decisions based on emotion. Sometimes we add in logic and reason, uh, the most caring thing for all parties and everybody you care about is some, somewhere in the middle, you know, totally like, like, what is that? I'm sure that's different for everybody, but it's a you know, I, I love these moral quandaries and I think they're interesting to consider. And again, I would love to hear everyone else's thoughts on this too. You know, I'm, I'm not saying what's right and wrong. I'm saying just that it seems odd, but maybe it's not in this setting. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, if you want to share yeah. information about your thoughts on that, you know, let us know, jump in the discord, jump in there. There's all sorts of people chime in with all sorts of fun things about cyberpunk. Uh, so come tell us the uh, robots radio discord, wherever you want to look it up, just Google it. On Google or anywhere else, like DuckDuckGo, um, I'm running out of things to say. DuckDuckGo is a search engine, right? Yeah,
1: it yeah, is. yeah, it is. Duck, <laughs> duck, Especially go. if you don't want to have your stuff yeah. tracked
0: by the government. Yeah, you can use DuckDuckGo. Let's see if it shows up. Uh, Robots, radio, Discord. Uh, Logan, do you have anything else going on? There you go, server uh, link right there, right at the top of DuckDuckGo. Go to DuckDuckGo. they are not sponsoring the show
1: by the way (laughs) no (laughs) um as always keelhold is out there uh really just you know what folks love who you want and and don't feel like age or looks or anything else in life like i don't know species let that let that sway you uh as long as it's legal in the state that you're living in (laughs) it just yeah that went a way different way that i was going before <laughs> just don't get in trouble turn the podcast off please tom all Let right us- <laughs> all right um
0: All right, let's wrap this up. We've got the Mass Effect Lorecast coming up in 15 minutes. Uh, If you're into Mass Effect and you want to hear more about the Turians, that's what we're talking about this week. You can find the Mass Effect Lorecast everywhere. Uh, All the other podcasts on the Robots Radio Network are robotsradio.net. There's all sorts of cool stuff on there. And Sam, uh, N7 Legend legend from the Mass Effect Lorecast, and I are starting a new podcast tomorrow. This will be Monday, and it should be up on Podcatchers sometime over the next week, called the Xbox Game Pass Show. What we're we talking about you're starting an xbox patent show without me dude you can come join us if you want i just know that okay. your schedule is difficult can you join us on monday's night it really is it, it's a top probably schedule. not um but if ever you get a chance and you want to jump in or or try some of the games out with me on stream live on stream then we can do that as well Um, Because that's some of the stuff we're going to be doing. We're talking about all the games that are coming out, all the games that are going away, and we'll be giving some first impressions on some of the games that are currently on there and available, especially when new games come out. So it'll be your source for news about Xbox Game Pass and a bunch of the new games and things that are coming out, which relates a lot to the shows that we do on the network. Things like um, EA games with Mass Effect or Bethesda with the Fallout and the Elder Scrolls games. A lot of those are on Game Pass. So This is going to connect to a lot of other stuff, but that'll be on Monday nights at 1030 Eastern in the evenings. And uh, that's coming up very, very soon. But that's what we got for you this week. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for being here for our um, awkward and uh, maybe relevant moral quandaries. We'll see you guys next week. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the cyberpunk lorecast this show is a part of the robots radio network smart podcasts for interesting people if you'd like to help support the show please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on itunes if you'd like to get in contact please send an email to cyberpunk at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at cyberpunk lore also join the community on the robots radio discord the link is in the show notes The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you interested in keeping up with all the latest gaming news, but you're just too busy? Well, I've got the podcast for you. The Robots Radio Show is a daily gaming news show where I bring you in a quick format, all the top news about video games, nerd culture, and even the best deals. You can find the Robots Radio Show on Spotify and Apple and all the different podcatchers. And you can join me live twitch.tv robotsradio robots at around noon Eastern every day. Come talk about game stuff with me. Again, that's the Robots Radio Show. Available everywhere. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just
1: D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far?
0: Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020.
1: What does it mean? To have a voice.
0: And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba.
1: Hey, If you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. And- <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe? Sam? You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerise him. This is Adelaide's Anarch Movement. First out of your chair. Your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. I told you I had it.
0: Yes. Oh, we've all got the cricks going. I love it
1: so right, much. Right, screechy childhood. Roll to Cast R-O-L-E A new game every season Original music Original stories <laughs> Interviews with the creators And a light flozzy accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers Even support us on
0: Patreon for bonus content That's Roll to Cast R-O-L-E,
1: R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world
0: Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxus, Sassy Lady Rover, Eric, and the creator, Maverick, as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, you can also find us on Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it, using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us, the conversation has already started.